Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Well, we don't let friends feed kibble, especially on this hump day. Is that <laughs> correct information, Dr. Judy Jasek? <laughs> we don't let them feed kibble, right? And not just on hump day, not on any day. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. any day. Yes. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. I was, yeah. you know, there are some people that might think, well, how about if I just give my dog raw once a week? Will that help? No, <laughs> no. And you know, um, very interesting. I was just listening to a webinar just this morning with uh, Steve Marsden, who's a veterinary herbalist who uh, he's just amazing. I've learned so much from him listening to his lectures and webinars over the years and um, he works with Erin um, Bonnick, who, who's another veterinarian. She's a she's a veterinary oncologist, but she's also an herbalist. So she's she she kind of comes up with more integrative protocols. I mean, she uses more chemo than I would probably recommend, but she's at least she's doing a lot of research into which herbs are most effective for cancer patients. But do you know, she's, so she's starting to do this research along the way, but do you know what he said? He said the number one thing to do for a cancer patient, if you do nothing else, is feed a whole food diet. Wow. If you're scared to start them on herbs, you know, because a lot of veterinarians, you know, cancer is scary to treat because you're taking on a lot, you know, and like, it's, it's hard until you gain some experience to know what to do with cancer patients. But he said, if you do nothing else, and he specifically said, get them off the kibble, stop feeding kibble and get them on, you know, a, a whole food diet of some sort. Now he didn't get into, it wasn't a nutrition lecture, so he didn't get into any nutritional details, but whole food diet, number one thing, if you do nothing else. So there you go. We're treating cancer. Go. Yeah. We're treating cancer just I by know, changing the diet. Isn't that crazy that, that people are so afraid or have been told that their dog, because they're immune compromised, that they can't eat a raw diet. How many times did you hear that? Yeah, all the, all the time. And that comes from the oncologist, from the conventional oncologist. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm really happy to hear that Dr. Bonick is coming up with these studies and she's saying this because she is an oncologist, because that's the other thing, like an oncologist might tell a client, well, Dr. Jasek is an oncologist. What does she know? What does she know about treating cancer patients? You know, um, some will have that, that sort of perspective, but you have an oncologist that's also an herbalist, you know, and she's gonna, she's actually doing these research studies that could really help bridge. And, you know, if, if conventional oncologists like started changing diets and doing more herbs, man, we'd, we help a whole lot more pets. So I'm, I'm really, you know, I really respect her for, for the work she's doing because I, it might help open some eyes to some alternative therapies for cancer patients. Not just cancer is a big deal out there, but itchy dogs. So you and I know that <sighs> itchy dogs is, is like the number one thing. And I would say before you do an allergy test, 
just get off the kibble. I, I get so many people that come to me, Dr. Jasek, and they're like, well, my dog can't eat this, can't eat that, can't eat this, can't eat that. And when I ask why they say that, well, we've tried everything. Well, they haven't tried everything because they haven't been off of dry food. They haven't been off of kibble. Right. And and they just keep changing kibbles. I have people say that too. Well, I've tried this protein and that protein and this protein and that protein. And then I ask, so were those all kibbles? And if the answer is yes, then, you know, it, it kibble's so highly processed that I don't think it matters that much if you're changing the protein. It's pretty much all the same thing because it's just so processed. Yeah, it is so incredibly processed. And then I, I don't even know the history of allergy tests, right? But I would love to look back on the history of allergy tests because as we know, right, there's things in the market that make things happen, i.e. processed foods. Then we have these itchies. And so we call it allergies. And now we need to something to confirm that, right? What it is, what is it? I can't figure it out. I've tried right. everything. I'm like, it's in that freaking bag. Right, right. And I think the other thing to be careful of about allergy testing companies is a, a lot of them are also supplement companies. And you do that allergy test and then they right away, you know, got a whole, you know, handful of, of supplements to sell you. And this stuff is not cheap. And I see people spend so much money doing these allergy tests and then they pay all this money on their supplements. And we don't see results. And if this was working, if people were doing allergy tests and following the recommendations and the pets were just getting better and doing phenomenal, I'd say, great, I don't ever argue with success, but I don't see that. I have people coming to me, you know, I with their allergy test results and and um, they're like, well, I've done all this stuff. I'm like, and has it helped? And usually the answer is no. And it's because... They haven't addressed the fundamental problem is that they're feeding this highly processed kibble diet. And, and I know that the stuff we do here with the herbs and the detox and all that, if you don't change the diet, you know, we're, we're not going to have success. I almost just can't work with pets that eat kibble because it's just, it's just not going to work. You know, you're, you're going to be stuck with doing some sort of suppressive medicine like steroids or apoquil or cytopoint um to keep the pet comfortable if they're if they're eating kibble i mean you just it, it just it just isn't going to work and the and the kibble also hammers the gut you know it's so hard on the gut plus there's a ton of glyphosate in it and and other toxins and probably cricket powder and god knows what else they're they're putting in it um and and you just if if you're not removing a, a source of inflammation like that, our, our treatments aren't going to help. Wow. It, it, you know, if, if everybody would just do that, just remove, remove the kibble first before you go over to these allergy tests. And I try to tell people, listen, there's a lot of money in allergy tests. We mm -hmm. don't sell them. We get hit with it all the time. People want us to sell allergy tests. And I, I'm just not, I'm not going to do it because number one, I don't think they're reliable. Number two, um, it puts a dog in a compromising position because their parents will only feed them one protein for the rest right. of their freaking lives. Right. Right. Yep. I see that too. And then they end up 
malnourished. You know, I, I, I do, I see that all the time. People you know, ask what they're feeding. And even if they're feeding, say a raw diet, you know, like, and I'll say, well, what, you know, what proteins you get? Well, I can only feed beef because that's my dog's allergic to poultry and everything else. So it's the only thing I can feed it. But if that's based only on allergy testing, it may not be accurate, you know, because when you're feeding, well, first of all, I think all allergy tests are completely inaccurate if they're done on a kibble fed dog, because the body is just so inflamed that you probably have leaky gut and so many other things going on that it just isn't going to help. And that's the feedback I hear. Yeah, I made all these changes and, and it didn't do any good. But when you take those proteins that are, that are, they're supposedly allergic to and feed them in the fresh form. A lot of times dogs tolerate them just fine. It isn't the protein. It's all the other crap in the kibble that's inflaming the body. And you can introduce new proteins and, you know, I recommend do it slowly. Give just a little bit of, you know, protein that they're supposedly allergic to see how they do. But we're, we're looking at a diagnostic test and not at the pet. You know, you have to look at how is, how is the pet doing? You know, what, what's, what is the pet reacting to? And people just say, like you said, well, my pet's allergic to this stuff and this is its lifelong diet. Like, no, let's, let's work on, if we start to improve the health of the pet overall, then their digestion and their body becomes more resilient and dogs are natural scavengers. They, their bodies, when they're healthy are designed to eat all kinds of stuff except for kibble, but you know, different proteins, different body parts, maybe nibble on some grass or some herbs here and there, you know, that's, that's what, you know, dogs would eat in the wild, but fed in the, in the fresh food form, um, that they're just, there's so much less in, inflammatory and, and itchy skin. I think, you know, part of the issue too, is the mindset that you know, people want the magic bullet, which is the one thing I can do to make my dog stop itching, you know? And so they want this allergy test and okay, I just stopped feeding chicken and my dog will quit itching. Well, itchy skin is multifactorial. There's so many things that add in. How many vaccines has the dog had? Other preventatives, you know, your, you know, heartworm and flea and tick and all these other things. How many, medi- how many rounds of antibiotics has the dog been on? You know, all of these things, factor in. And I think a lot of this itchy skin, it's not an allergy, it's detox. The body is so toxic from all these medications, which really are poisons to the body. And the body's trying to get rid of them through the skin. The skin is a detoxification organ. And if, and that this inflammatory reaction is actually a detox. So if we change the diet and we still have to help the body to heal so we can help the body detox and support it with herbs and homeopathy and, and different things like that. Then we stand a much better chance of, of achieving health, but it takes time. It, it's, there's no magic bullet for itchy skin. Um, you're, you're months. You're, you're, you just have to be prepared that it's going to take months and it takes longer, the longer it's been going on. You know, if I, if I talk to somebody that's got an eight-year-old dog that's been vaccinated every year and been eating kibble, I bet we got it six to eight months of trying to get that dog straightened out. So if you want to take the approach of truly healing your pet and not just putting a bandaid on the situation, then you, you, you have to have patience, but it can be done. And, and that, then you have 
health. You have lifelong health for your pet, not just symptomatic relief. You know, you and I both have um, a Beamer, not yeah. a car, not a car, <laughs> no, not a car, <laughs> <laughs> not a car. It is a, it is a electromagnetic pulse. Yeah. Uh, pad, I would say mm-hmm. you've had yours for a very long time. We just got ours this year. And, you know, we listened to all of the, the health um, uh, reviews and everything. And, and again, even in, with that type of uh, uh, system, they say for every year that you've had, whatever issue you're dealing with, you're going to have to give the Beamer at least a month. Right. So, yeah. so if you're dealing with, and it's the same way for, for, um, for dogs. So, you know, you want it to be a quick fix. Sure. I want to lay on it three times and say, you know, my mm-hmm. aching hip is totally healed or whatever, you know, I'm just using that as an example, but you have to give these alternative therapies time and right. be consistent, mm-hmm. right? That's the other thing. Be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's another thing, um, just back to this webinar I was listening to, as far as being consistent, you know, we talk about using herbs to help calm down, you know, cancer cases and, and treat them. And Dr. Marsden said that once the pets are on those treatments, if they're stopped, the cancer most often comes back. So we're helping the body manage it. But if we pull out that support, then you can definitely get a recurrence of symptoms. And, and I don't think it's all that different for other chronic conditions like itchy skin until, I mean, sometimes we can get that body to the point of just homeostasis and all they need is the good nutrition. But oftentimes once dogs have dealt with this level of toxicity, um, they're, they're going to need ongoing support and it may be less intense, you know, fewer herbs, less frequent, you know, so we can back off, but yeah, I think once a pet has like a really significant chronic illness, we need to look at that, that that pet's going to need ongoing support of some sort. What do you want to do when you have an itchy dog? Well, first you want to get them off of the processed foods. All right. We want to give them good, clean water. And if we have a dog that is itching constantly, 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 you need to sign up with a consult with Dr. Judy Jasek. There are lots of things that we can do, but the one thing that we don't want to do is feed our dogs one protein for the rest of their life. One. And then what happens, Dr. Jasek, is people come over and they say, well, my dog won't eat this anymore. What's wrong with the food? They're tired of it. Yeah. Or the question is, how do I get my dog complete and balanced? Well, not on just one food. Right. Every, right. every, every animal, every piece of, you know, meat in that animal, every organ, every bone is different from animal to animal in their mineral and vitamin uh, complex. So we can't just feed them one food. And Dr. Jacek, would you say that typically if a dog has a sensitivity to chicken or beef, it's coming from vaccines where they, uh, use those, uh, culture those proteins in the vaccines and they're mixed in with all that other toxic crap and the body is confused now? Yeah, I mean, I think that can be part of it. I think the cell lines that they culture these vaccines in um, and, and also just all the toxic ingredients in there, the body is just trying to get rid of them. Um, you know, the, the, the thing about vaccines that I think is so 
disruptive to normal immune system function is it's not a natural route of exposure. So you take a parvo vaccine, for example, which in nature would be a fecal oral transmission. So that means the dog eats the poop of a dog that had parvo, which is not a stretch because dogs eat poop all the time, or they're sniffing around in the soil where a dog with parvo has poop. So it goes into the mouth, the immune system recognizes, oh, there's something here we need to address. And then it goes into the gut and then the immune system is further activated to address the virus. Now, sometimes we do need to give treatments like fluids because you know, it's, it, it's so inflammatory to the gut and they have this really horrible vomiting and diarrhea. Um, but then as the body processes that, that dog has a lifelong natural immunity to parvo without any ongoing side effects. Once they're done, they're done. I mean, I've treated many hundreds and hundreds of parvo dogs over my career. And once they're done, they're done. They're, they have healthy guts. They're, they're fine. But when we inject that antigen, it goes underneath the skin, like, okay, the immune system might respond to it, but then how does it process it? It's, it's in a, it's in the wrong place of the body. You know, we're injecting it. It's going to right into the bloodstream and the immune system just, it, it, it becomes sort of dysregulated and confused, I think, because it just doesn't know how to process those antigens that are injected underneath the skin because it's not a natural route of exposure. So I think we also have that sort of disruption. So I think there's all sorts of terrible things that vaccines do to the body. And I spend more and more time talking people out of them and helping find people find workarounds to, to not doing them because I think they're very, very damaging. So are there any allergy tests that you would recommend out there? Um, no, not really. And especially not as a first line, you know, I guess I would say if we do all the other stuff, we change the diet, we're you know, doing rotation, we're doing herbs, um, and we're just not having success, you know, you could do it at that point. But if you're, say you're wondering, is my dog allergic to a certain protein? If you're feeding raw and you're doing this rotation, you're, you're going to know oh, I feed my dog chicken, it itches. I feed these other proteins, it doesn't itch. Well, don't feed chicken, you know, like, and then there's other proteins you can still rotate around. So in my opinion, when you're feeding an appropriate diet, you're going to know if that dog's sensitive to something. It's going to be just so blatantly obvious. You don't have to go spend hundreds of dollars on, on the testing if you're watching how your pet, you know, you know, responds to the different proteins. Yeah, and I would say that if you if you pull out all of the processed foods, and and you know we have a one of our employees has a German Shepherd right now that she's she says she's tried everything, she's on raw, um, something is going on with this dog, and it's it's a young one. He's been itching for a long time. I said the other day, send me a video, let me see how he's itching. So she says he's itching on the top of his back. He's itching on his, in his rear end. And she said, she's going to a holistic vet, but this vet said that they wanted him to get on cytopoint. So I'm like, how, how is he, how is this vet holistic if they're putting him on cytopoint? Right. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know. I don't know, you know, if there can be, uh, a neurological component to it, 
right? Because again, mm-hmm. this is a German that he got his puppy shots, his first vaccines and everything. And now he's super aggressive to the point mm-hmm. that she's having to go to another trainer, a trainer who actually works with dogs who have killed other dogs because they're so aggressive because she doesn't oh, want to wow. put him down. But, but I said, I'm not certain how much of this is a psychological component. Mm-hmm. It, it, it definitely, it can be um, psychological. I mean, again, I think it's always multifactorial, but if you could imagine if you were just itchy all the time, that's, that's anxiety producing. And if you have, you know, and, and shepherds, you know, they're, they're high drive, high energy dogs. And so I think they're a little more prone to anxiety and behavioral issues because they're just that kind of dog, you know? Um, and sometimes calming, and especially when we see this sort of, of aggression showing up, using things to calm them down. I do sometimes use, I've got a, a herbal formula that I sometimes use that is just calming. And I will, I will ask that question. Does your dog seem to itch more when it's anxious? You know, does it have anxiety triggers and does that seem to, trigger the itching. And if the answer is yes, then sometimes that, that can help. And especially if you have an aggressive dog, well, if the dog is itchy, it's going to be more irritable and more prone to, to aggression too. So I do think that that can play a a role. And I'll tell you, some of these are just really hard to sort out. Um, They're just really hard because there's so many factors. And I think I think some dogs get permanently damaged from these puppy vaccines. I really do. Cause they just some cases that just, that they're just so hard to get, um, you know, get, get them under control and get them help. Um, and so I think sometimes there is some more, you know, permanent damage or, you know, genetics or something, something we can't quite, uh, quite identify. Yeah. Well, it is, truly maddening for the dog and for the pet parent. But here is our advice. And, uh, you know, it's it's just our advice and our experience. Do not waste money on allergy tests if you are still on kibble dog food. All right. Or even canned dog food. Look on the back. And what we're talking about, guys, are all of these synthetic and these uh, added preservatives in the food. All right. You've got to get on a pure, raw, species-appropriate diet. And pure raw means that the vitamins and the minerals are coming from the food. We're not adding them in there. This is something that a lot of pet parents want, Dr. JC, it's not something we do. They want things added. They love to add stuff into the food. Now, I'm not saying that you can't add a phytoplankton, that you can't add some great supplements. But we're not adding something that we have no idea if a dog needs, right? We're allowing them to get the vitamins and minerals out of real food. But don't waste your money on allergy tests if you haven't gotten off the kibble. And I would say you've got to give it many months. We can address it with some omega-3s. Dr. Jason can address it through some herbs. There are a lot of things that we can do, but by and large, once you remove the offending foods, you're going to see a dramatic shift and stop poisoning the body. Right? Right. right. And, this, and, and this is the it, time of the year that everybody's going to start doing that, poisoning their dog. 
Right, right. And we have a lot of, you know, environmental things, you know, the, this, there is seasonality to this, you know, we're getting into spring, I noticed my crocuses are blooming, I was so happy to see that just made me smile. Um, <laughs> like, oh, it's coming, spring is coming, even though we might have, you know, two more months of snowstorms, but yeah, that's just co- Colorado, but there will be seasonal shifts, and maybe your pet needs a little extra support. And I'm not completely against symptom, short-term symptomatic support. If dogs are just so miserable, they can't sleep, keeping the whole house up at night. I know that creates so much stress on the situation that sometimes we just need to give a couple weeks of relief. So, but it's very short-term just to get, break this cycle. Cause sometimes they're so itchy and then they scratch and the scratching makes the inflammation worse. And I totally agree. Sometimes you have to break that cycle and give some relief to the situation. Let everybody get a good night's sleep. And but while we're doing that, we're introducing the herbs and the diet changes. We just we just need to give that a little time to work. But our goal is to get the dog off of any symptomatic relief as um, as as quickly as possible. And the other thing I was going to say is, in my experience with skin issues, itching is the last thing to go away. So I oftentimes hear people say, you know, my dog's skin looks so much better. It doesn't have the sores anymore. This is after the diet change. The coat's improved. The coat's growing and the coat looks beautiful. It's never been this full, but it's still itching. So, okay, we're on the right track. We just need to give it some time. And for some reason, those itchies are the last thing to go away. But if the coat and the skin are looking better, we are on the right track. The body is healing. It just just takes some time. Yeah. You can get over to ahavet.com. Dr. Jason can review uh, records for you. She can answer questions. She can help you with a species appropriate diet. She's at ahavet.com. Get over there, get signed up. She's super busy because we don't have true holistic vets. <laughs> you know, there's mm-hmm. there's many that will say, yeah, I'm holistic, but yeah, let's go ahead and give this vaccine or let's put you on an immune suppressant and right. uh, like a cytopoint or an apple quill. And there are real dangers with that. That's something that Dr. Jacek can uh, advise you on, give you the true informed consent. So get over there, head over to Raw Dog Food and Company where you can get your dog on a species appropriate diet. If you want a uh, recommendation, start with the beef blend and a turkey PMR or the Wolfram Plus and a turkey PMR. The only reason that I don't do Wolfram Plus all the time, Dr. Jasek, is because the Wolfram Plus smells stinky and then pet <laughs> parents are like, I'm never feeding raw again. But uh, but we, any of those are great, all right? They are great. Mm-hmm. You're not going to kill your dog much uh, to... Uh, the narrative that is out there that raw is going to kill your dog. Yeah, not going to happen. All right, get over there today at Raw Dog Food and Company. Your pet's health is our business and friends. Well, we don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.